Hello everyone, my name is Hank Settler. I'm here with Dr. K and here's another episode of Holistic Highlights. So today's topic is mind over medicine. And of course, if you have certain questions or anything you'd like to, to contribute, you can do so in the comments. But Dr. K, where do you want to start today with this fun topic? Oh, this is open-ended. Oh my gosh. This is like such a vast topic, but um, I think I'm just going to start a podcast and should I call it mind over medicine or mind and medicine? I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> well, but, I, guess, um... <laughs> I guess it could go either way. I mean, the mind can be a contribution or it could also be a, you know, kind of a, a, a trap in a way, depending on yeah, how you're using it, it. It is. The first thing that I just really wanted to talk about is I have I have heard of so many stories of people just healing themselves, just using the mind. The mind is such a powerful thing. Um, like we talked about a few sessions ago, we are, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience. So, you know, what we come with a program, we're almost like a computer and our mind is really, um, you know, the whole edging got out, the ego's in there doing all sorts of stuff. And unfortunately, we kind of come with this with this coach and this program that's in our head that kind of skews us to the side. The biggest thing I want to, I think, really emphasize is we are designed to be healthy. So you cut yourself, right? You heal. It may take a week, but, but you heal. We heal. The body is designed to heal all on its own. How miraculous is that? But where are we getting in the way, you know? Um, and I just think there's so many places that, that we get in the way mentally um, that affects us physically. So, you know, I have had so many cases, not, not so much, well, I work with people on that. We unimpress the subconscious so things release in, in the body. And that's a process that I call, well, I didn't coin it, but that I use, it's called parametus. So it, there's a, it's a little technique that I use when my clients come in that we really tackle cleaning up the energy field because don't forget, we have an energy field around us. And if this is congested, it works its way into the body. They've actually seen the cancer lives outside of the body for 15 to 20 years before it manifests inside the system. That is fascinating to me. It's also very challenging to ex explain to somebody um, and I'm hoping more people are just, you know, we can plant a little bit of seeds to go, mm, let me just think about that because you know, the, the average person is not going to think of it that way. It's like, well, I've gotten this disease. This is what I have. The biggest thing is we, you are designed to heal. You aren't, we are not designed to be ill and we may be living longer, but we are sicker. So that's fascinating too, that these are yeah. the statistics. And in shamanism, we say too that before something becomes physical, like out in the kausai uh, papapo, your your bubble of luminous energy, that things start to go awry there first energetically. And if it's not taken care of in time, it will continue to work further into the bubble until then it becomes a, a more of a physical thing. So the 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 more you can be open to changing things while it's still out in this energy field, it can it, it's a lot easier to deal with in a lot of ways because once it becomes physical, there's a few more moving parts quite literally that you have to account for. Absolutely, but totally doable. So I, I really focus on both ends because you have to clean up whatever's congested on the outside that has worked its way in. You have to unimpress that. And then once it's in the physical body biochemically, then, then we have to kind of deal with that too. I'm not a big proponent of medications. So I try to use a lot of homeopathics and a lot of other things to detox, to do whatever we need to do. Organ system detoxification, really, really important. There's so much we're hit with these days. But I can tell you, if your mind is more on the positive and I'm going to beat this, there have been so many cases where people have beat this. And I have a lovely friend who, um, I doubt she's watching, but she has rheumatoid arthritis. But I can tell you she's she has a few things to deal with, but she's very positive. And so even though her, her hands hurt some days, you know, she still skis, you know, she's 60, right? What? 64, 65. She still skis. She still takes her boat out like every single day during the summer, reels it all in. So there's a big, big component on where you sit with your mind. What are you willing to accept? So a lot of times if you go to the doctor and you're being told, well, 
Mr. Jones, you have been, you have diabetes, you have whatever, you have, you know, high blood pressure. People leave the doctor's offices and, well, this is what I have. And they walk around with that impressed on their mind. I almost say, yeah, great, thank you for the information, now let's go heal it. Because the body is designed to heal itself and it can totally be done. Epigenetics really makes up four to 10% of the circumstances. The rest is allostatic load with toxicity, mind, you know, 5G, all these things that we've kind of been discussing. So that's, you know, a really interesting thing that starts happening because a lot of people say, well, it's genetic. I can't get, you know, I have, I have this because it's in my genes. DNA uh, can be changed. Yeah. We talked to before on another show about Bruce Lipton and Bruce Lipton has a lot yes. of work around, like um, he did a lot of work with, or does a lot of work because he's still with us, of course, uh, around like um, taking DNA tests and seeing what your predisposition for, and then working with you taking the same test and it's all changed. So DNA is something very flexible, malleable. If you have, if you're able to work with the mind, mind over medicine, right? Or with medicine. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe mine with medicine is it? I don't know. And then I, I had sent this article to uh, to you yesterday, and this is just yes. I'll, I'll post in the comments. This is something from NPR, and it was just a little article where they actually told the people that were getting placebos that they were getting a placebo, and despite the fact that they knew they were getting a placebo, the sugar pill in a lot of the cases still gave people relief, and they were calling it, I believe, like the placebo placebo effect. And I I kind of looked at that and thought, well, you know, it's almost as though that person has that pill sugar or not it's the physical representation of them doing something for it and just the action of them doing something for the body in the mind was kind of working out some of the issues they were having yeah absolutely so there's been multiple studies where they have you know done the placebo effect and the people still have results it's there, there's so much power in the belief of what what you choose to believe if you choose to take something on you will take it on and it will expand. Where where your thoughts go, the energy flows, as they say. So mm -hmm. you're going to create more energy around that, whatever it is, than you know anything else. Really, even with this virus, the more people buy into, I have it, I might get it. The more it expands, and got to be careful because you're you're just going to pull it in. You're just going to say, come on in. So, and the thing about research, I want to mention is. It, I'm, I read research and it's great, but I don't spend a whole lot of time with this and I'll tell you why. Because they'll take a population of a thousand, let's say 1200 subjects out of whatever population, a million people, about 100,000 people. And then from those 1200 people, they're gonna say, you know, a certain percentage had this result by taking this pill or this treatment or whatever it was. It's not 100% majority of the time, it's you know, 600, 700 people, but you're still not looking at the 100,000 100, person population. So it doesn't apply to everybody. It's a guideline, but everybody's DNA, everybody's personality is different. So a lot of people really want the proof. They really want to say, well, the research shows it's a guideline. It's not going to be applicable to somebody that it, you know, for some people it works, for some people it doesn't. It depends on the person. So I take research a little bit with a grain of salt too, because people have defied gravity with all these things, you know. Um, people have created miracles and healed themselves of all sorts of things, things. So it's really, there's something to be said about the power of the mind. Mm -hmm over the medicine. <laughs> Just one, so. one thing on research, my dad was recently hospitalized and they had him on all kinds of antibiotics because he um, they had a big infection and they had to get uh, get it in check. And I'm a big advocate of probiotics after someone is on a, a long round of antibiotics. And the doctor, without even missing a, a word, rattled off some sort of study that it does prove not to be effective, blah, blah, blah. I go look up the study afterwards and it was a very small test population of people. And exactly. normally with a probiotic, you don't take the same probiotic indefinitely, like you change it up, you're like one month Correct. out, one month off, do a different one. And they gave the people like the same probiotic all the time for like a year. And they found that those people after the year ended up having less than other people. But it's like, that was such a skewed way to look at it. And so I told my dad, I'm like, well, ultimately here's the information you know, you can choose what feels light to you. He had, a, I don't think he took it, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but at, at the end of the day, that study didn't do justice to what a probiotic might be able to do for you. That's correct. Th thank you for that point. That is a, a pure example of 
somebody that has a very rigid and resistant mind. You know, it's just, you have to look at the whole history of medicine. And if you want to research the history of medicine and where it began with Rockefeller, homeopathics were actually used prior to that. But when Rockefeller came in, there was a whole lot of money to be made and insulin came about and all these other drugs came about. And then slowly homeopathics were pulled out of medical schools. You couldn't talk about it anymore. And if you did, you were out. So this is how medicine has kind of moved forth and very stringent and it's not even brought up. But what's fascinating right now is as we are making shifts and this ascension process, you know, crystals are coming out more healings are coming out more. Reiki has worked its way into hospitals now. Acupuncture yep. has worked in, worked its way into hospitals. These were all the things that were, um, you know, plausible before and have kind of, you know, gotten to the wayside, but now everything is shifting. And I can tell you, I have a lot of clients coming to me looking for other options because they're not, they feel they're not getting anywhere with their physician. And then there are those physicians that are you know, open to integrating this and those that are not probably like your father's position. That it's like, yeah, she shut me down really quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. and then, <laughs> well, we also have a couple of people just saying hello too. So just want to acknowledge you and thank you for being here. You can ask your questions and comments, or if you have a contribution that you'd like to uh, speak to, you can offer that in comments, but we definitely are honored that you are here and, uh, being part of the the conversation here, so thank you for yes, showing thank up. You. I have a, has questions or topics. I, yeah. I kind of have a story where it's like the opposite of the mind over matter thing. There is a, this comes from my aromatherapy teacher, actually George Cox, who owns uh, Natural Options Aromatherapy, and uh, they have an arthritis cream, which is great. It has like three different main oils in it: one for anti-inflammation, one for um, circulation, and one for as an analgesic. And this one, this little old lady who had arthritis really bad tries to cream and it was like a miracle cream. It's one where she comes to the show, she buys one, comes back the next day and buys like 10 of them because it was that amazing on her uh, for her arthritis. And she was so excited about it. She actually scheduled an appointment with her regular doctor and brought the cream and was all excited to tell him after years and years and years of suffering with this, she finally found something that worked. And so she even paid her copay, goes in, talks to the doctor about it. And the doctor says, well, that only works because it's in your head. And she, without missing a beat, says, well, all those pills you gave me, I thought were going to work too. And they didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I so, find that a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, that's a cool story for sure. Uh, I for love sure. telling it when I teach essential oils because like the oils definitely have so much contribution to the body and everything like that. But just uh, as we were talking about, though, with the mind, it's just like a small little shift and, and starting to move into a place of being positive and to let go of old things, old beliefs that were sticking you, then that goes even further. That, that for sure, you know, and the other thing that I find is if somebody has had longstanding anger and it's sneaky, you might not even realize it's there, but longstanding anger, longstanding resentment against something, someone, some past situation, these things have worked their way in and until they're released in the body, you're going to, it's going to lodge itself in your shoulder. It's going to lodge itself in your knee. It's going to lodge itself in your hip. It's, it's these longstanding, really sneaky things from, it could have been from 10 years ago that you have been carrying and still have a charge on. And that's kind of what has to be released a little bit so that the body can start healing because that's the energetic congestion we talk about. Right, you know, something to talk about, and I, I don't know how much access stuff you know, because um, it's something that we do a lot of at the center, uh, but they have this I'm idea. I'm a baby. Yeah, it, it's, there's I this idea <laughs> of like when we're dealing with things, like say you have a resentment issue and that's manifesting in your life with uh, shoulder pain, let's just call it that. And you're working on stuff, working on stuff, peeling the layers of the onion, but that you never get anywhere, that you never get to the core. In access, they say this, that a situation like this is really a nucleated sphere, or in shamanism, we'd say, well, you're dealing with version 32 of that wound. What was the original wound? And to go right. back to the source of when you were bullied on the bus, and when you're exactly. three, whatever age, right? The first time you really felt victimized and that's the original wound, but so far buried. It's like, what, what energy can you be to get to that original wounding to shift that? And then all the rest of it, they call it like I'm a kid's bubble pipe. The real problem is this energetic flow over here where this energy is coming in and all these bubbles are just bubbling out and you're popping a bubble, another one fills in. You pop a bubble, another one fills in where what you really need to do is work with the energy field, work with the mind and shift and get rid of that that energy of flow that's starting making all these bubbles in the first place. Absolutely. And that's something, you know, you tackle it 
with access and I'm just learning about access, I handle that, you know, with my energy master. Next class, company. next class, come in. So, <laughs> it I would will. be great to have you in there too, because it's just access deals a lot with the belief system and getting into all those other than conscious things energetically and just blowing them out of existence uh, and, and, and creating a lot more ease for people. But and, you also have that machine. Yeah. Uh, the yep. biofeedback oh, machine. So which, yeah, there's a whole episode if you want to see how that thing works. Like this thing can go in and see that stuff in the energy field before it happens and stuff it like that. It gives me emotional stuff like conflict with self, conflict with God, conflict with parents, uh, hesitation. It I'm would sure pull all these has things any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm sure nobody has any of that stuff. No, no, but, no, but, no, but the machine is, uh, it was really eye-opening. And I was able to give her, if you go back and watch the episode, like things that it was picking up, I was able to give validation like, oh yeah, toxicity. I worked at a, a, a hardware store for years and I, I always remembered how much the fertilizers impacted me. And there was like stuff that we could work on for that. So it's really an amazing piece of equipment. It is, and with with the congestion, I, I think I work a little bit faster with getting to the source and start asking some questions like, where are you holding on to some belief patterns? And there are some people also that I find that kind of don't want to let go. They're very comfortable where they're at, and it's almost like it's unsafe because what happens if I finally let go of this belief I have or this resentment that I have? then my situation might clear up and then I might not get my disability check anymore. It is a really deep, sneaky thing that starts happening, but you would feel so much more amazing. But I, those are things I really come across is some people kind of don't want to let go because then they'll have to go back to work or their husband might not love them as much anymore because now they're healed. So they're not getting the extra love. It's these really Really, the, the, the ego coming up with all these little nuances that are just really sneaky. But once we release those, and some people move through very quickly, and some people take a little bit longer, the more resistant I find somebody is, the more they fold their hands and say, nope, I don't believe this, I'm not. Hmm. The more I have to unfold them gently, and then when we kind of get to it, it's like, oh, I just realized this. And it, when you pop the realization the pain starts to get better. It's really just really fascinating. I had a client who had, um, well, it's, he has toxicity. I always point this out too. It's not just one thing. It's not like, we're just going to look at your thyroid. We're just going to look, it, it's toxicity. It is all sorts of stuff that that's in the body, but that's why I do a whole span of, of items that we go through. But I had a client who had, um, numbness in his legs. And so we started on the device kind of wasn't, you know, it was making very small shifts. I'm like, come on, let's just do some energy clearing and let's get to, to this. And here, here we found out that he, he just, he was really forced to, to work a job that he didn't want to um, way back in his twenties. And just, there was a lot of fear and a lot of pressure and it's fascinating. I did two sessions and he's like, I'm starting to have feeling in my legs. And I'm like, great, let's do more so we can really get this resolved. He come, came in for like the fourth or fifth session and he's like, can we go back to the device? I'm like, why? But this is working, let's do more. He goes, because this takes work. I'm like, don't want to do anymore. The hands folded and didn't want to let go. And I'm like, but this is working faster and then we can get to your other parts faster and get to the toxicity and this will all release a whole lot faster. Well, it just took him some time on that one, but it requires to be vulnerable and spit out some stuff right. and clean it up. Well, my experience so, with a lot of people is that they have chosen that they no longer want the symptoms of suffering, but they don't necessarily want to go after the cause of what's the cause at the first place. They correct. just want the pain to go away. Uh, to share with you one story. <laughs> I had, uh, this was at like a healing share years ago when I first started and just had like one set of tooting forks and new Reiki, right? So it's like before I had a lot of my other tools, but I was was intuitive and this one client had uh this one lady that came to the healing share had lupus and um spirit asked me to tell her this question i said what is it you love about your disease and she goes i don't like anything about my disease i'm like no 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 they say you do uh, <laughs> what is it you love about your disease and she finally came to the awareness that she could if she didn't want to do something she could always say oh no i don't i can't do it my lupus 
would flare up or whatever. Exactly. And I'm like, exactly. well, you know, you can say no and not have lupus. And no joke, there's a little bit more to the story that I won't go into, but her lupus went away. Not only her lupus, but lupus that her father had had gone away, all from this awareness of identifying with the disease. And uh, I, I got this term from Patty Conklin, but she would call something like that a secondary gain. Like, what are you gaining? from whatever it is that you're working with that you're finding as a benefit. And because of that benefit, you're exactly. unwilling or unable to let go of what the cause is. That is very, very well said. What is your disease telling you, giving you what's the kickback? What is your pain giving you, telling you that you need to do? Um, you know, so this is something nobody looks at. It's you're right. Hank. People come in and they're like, I, I, I'm tired of this. I don't, I don't, why would I like my pain? It's not giving me anything. It's giving me frustration and it's ticking me off. <laughs> well, it's giving you something because maybe attention at home. Exactly. Right? And these are the sneaky, sneaky little things that we kind of have to look at because once we identify that, bring that to awareness, clean it up, the process moves a whole lot faster. Um, you know, there are little things like amoeba is a very interesting thing that the device picks up. Amoeba, you can pick up, you can pick it up anywhere in foods, gone somewhere. Amoeba will lodge itself in a joint and it will expand. Are you laughing at me? I am because my son's walking through the room and he just stopped and he's just looking at me like this, like a staring contest. Max, what are you doing, buddy? He wants to be part of the conversation. Hi, Max. Max. Well, Max, before you go outside, put some pants on. That's the reason I have to say this. Go put pants on, man. You can't go outside like that. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, no, we like you know, the, the, that's we, funny. <laughs> you know, when, when you have homeschooling and you don't have to go to the office, you know, shirt's all you got. You got pajama pants on. And let's be honest here. People are not uh, going through their full routines that they don't have to. <laughs> and, they should. and he went There's out anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Poor Max. <laughs> He's enjoying the pajama days. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> um, but amoeba will lodge itself in joints, and we can pick it up so many places. And it takes about five to seven years, but it will start expanding, and then it starts causing pain and arthritic pain. So you'll go to your doctor and be like, well, you have arthritis. Well, let's find the cause. I'm always looking for what's the cause. Whether well, It's physical and emotional, but let, let's look at the cause. And like you said, pop the bubble, and then people start feeling better. And it can be multiple things like why did you let the amoeba in where was your lack of awareness or carelessness or sort of ungroundedness that you just opened the door and let this in because you were emotionally dealing with something else that's how stuff happens when and that's a, a great analogy to use like you open the door because in shamanism um in a lot of the ancient traditions they believe that everything that comes into or out of your bubble happens with your permission on some level and my teacher would give the example like if you leave your window open for your house and you get robbed yes it's not your fault that you got robbed, but you did leave the window open. You created the energetic opening for something to come in. Absolutely. And that's so, that's so important to tackle. So it's like what's underneath all these layers. But then once we get the amoeba out, the joint starts feeling a whole lot better. And here you had probably gone to your doctor. Nobody would ever think to, to talk up to you about amoeba and where it's sitting in your joints or in your nervous system. I've never heard it before. Amoeba? Yeah. I mean, well, I've heard of amoebas, but like in, in uh, talking to doctors and things and all that, I've never heard. I don't Nobody's hear that. Nobody's going to talk to you about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you forget. I mean, I'm coming from like both ends. I used to just give ibuprofen and here's your Percocet and I, like, uh, I don't know what else to do for you. Go to physical therapy. I go there. I'm not better. Well, uh, I don't know. And then I'm like, you know, I started getting into the energy mastery part and getting into the root. I was always interested in the root cause. I'm like, why is somebody not getting better? I am doing everything I can for this person. Why are they not getting better? And so, you know, that's what everybody wants. Like just most of the time, get rid of my condition. So getting to those two pieces, your emotional piece and whatever little physical piece you have and eradicating those and people feel better. So I'm like, I'm not doing people justice by continuing to give them more medications when we're not really dealing with what they have at the root cause. So a great book to read. I, maybe you've already read it. Have you read uh, Louise Hay's books about healing, like how, um, like a heart attack is a hate attack, for example, yes, cancer's yes. resentment. And she goes yes. through because she healed Talk herself. Stuff. She had like fourth stage four cancer. cancer. Mm -hmm. And I might be misremembering this, the, um, the full 
the full story, but I believe that she had the awareness that these things, the cancer was from certain abuses and things, and she went headfirst diving in and dealt with all that energetic stuff and literally healed herself uh, by doing all that inner work and energy work. And, and that, she helped. Great yeah. books. Oh, now that yes. the Hay House Foundation, like it's in a, a huge foundation, a huge organization that's bringing all kinds of content around energy healing and, and that type of thing. So I, I've never worked with Louise Hay specifically, but um, one of the people that were on Hay House, uh, Caroline Sutherland, I studied where she does medical intuition. And so that was one of the places where I studied what just to kind of get a, an energetic knowing of what things might be going on in bodies and things like that. Yeah, so closest to the doctor I'll ever be. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, well, medicine has its place, guys. So I want to I want to state that I'm not poo pooing medicine in any way. You break your ankle, you need to see a doctor right away because, I, yeah, we can work on it energetically, and I can make that heal a whole lot faster. But you know, if you have a severe injury or you screw something up and your blood sugar is 400, I, you know, uh, it, yep. yeah, we can work on it. But I think we need to get that down fast so you don't die. So, I would say that in my know. aromatherapy classes. Hey, guys, if something medically happens, yeah, do Reiki as someone else calls 911 or whatever. But please call 911 and take care of the body. <laughs> Absolutely. Because homeopathic medicine is a little bit slower. So, you know, medicine is great at acute cases. Like I said, you, you fracture your, you get in a car accident, you fracture your bones. You know, we can put that back together. Um, but for chronic cases of fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, hypertension, diabetes, all these things, these are chronic things that have multiple causes. Not so great at that. They're, they go back and forth with all sorts of medications and kind of kind of don't get nowhere. And I've been in that point. It's like, I don't know what else to do. I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. And energetically, even it's always different things, which uh, your machine shows a lot. Because if, like, if you had four people with the exact same stage four cancer, each one of those people energetically brought that in very differently. And the Absolutely. whole way you would work with it could be completely different. And while I'm thinking about person, this too, yep, what might different. be fun one day, like uh, when we can do in-person stuff, uh, well, I guess you can, and we're about to reopen anyhow, uh, but like running somebody's bars or doing other things like while they're, is it real time while they're hooked up can you see numbers change like if you refresh and stuff yeah. like that Ooh, yeah. like how cool would it be to like do a bar session and see like how it impacts somebody's numbers like doing processing anyway that's just a fun thing that maybe we can do later we can do it i'm, I'm all up for it yeah oh, it's like we, we run a session i go back and look at the numbers and they've shifted already they're great we can do the brain waves because initially there's a way i can look at where the brain wave is the brainwave pattern, and then you could do access bars. We could redo the brainwave pattern and see where it's at. That's a really oh, simple. Well, there's a neuroscientist who actually did like topographical brain mapping with Mars and the bars, uh, and there's all kinds of stuff going on in the PK region. And they basically, and I don't know all the terms, but somebody who was like five magnitude for anxiety in a 90 minute session went from that to normal, which is, I guess, a pretty significant thing because magnitude is something times something times something. It's not like five times, it's like five magnitudes. So it's exponentially greater for each magnitude you go out. I think it's a, t a statistics term that eludes me, but. That's okay. Cool. I want everybody to just have the notion that everything is possible and healing is possible. And there's so much that's outside of the box that is coming up to surface now. And I think we're in a big um, shift right now with all these things, you know, homeopathics and oils are all, they've been on the ballot in the Senate to get uh, removed or declined for quite a while now. And that hasn't passed, you know, but big pharma is really trying to control these things so that they don't happen. But there's so much outside of the box. I want to tell people that you can look at if you're not getting solutions where you are in your current treatments, which a lot of people are, you know, kind of stuck there. I have clients that just, they really feel everything their doctor tells them is end all to end all. And the bottom line of it all though, we we're always trying to figure everything out. And I can tell you, I, I'm blessed and so grateful that I have had the medical experience because there's things that are happening on your, in your body on a biochemical microscopic level that are just fascinating. I mean, we have named every single process, every single neurotransmitter. These things are happening and we're not even aware of it. It's just, the body's miraculous. But all to end all, we think we know it. We don't, we don't. We don't know it all. I don't know that we'll ever know it all. The body is just an, a constantly changing um, field. And that's why things like viruses are constantly mutating and we could never freaking catch up with them because they're always changing. The body's always changing like that too. So 
to think that we are, I think, going to know it all, all the time and have all the answers all the time. That's what us doctors love to do. We love to do research and figure it all out. We got the answer. Yes, this is it. This is what we're going to do. And that it doesn't work for everybody. So, but they say that the ego always focuses on past data. Like the ego's job is to keep the body safe and it will yes. let you choose things. Uh, the, let you relive your worst day over and over again because it knows yeah. you survived it. And yes. all the research and all the numbers, that's all past data. And what, when you start talking about intuition and the energy fields, you're looking into the future possibility and the ego goes, I don't know how to handle that. And the, the, that's why there's a lot of resistance into stepping into that because the ego's like, I don't know what, what the outcome will be by going there. I only know what I've already experienced. Right. And so it's like this past data versus future possibility uh, str struggle that people get into and just putting, suspending disbelief just for a moment can really open up a whole world of possibility for working with the body and the energies and actually being holistic. Absolutely. And darn ego. Yeah, uh, that's why we, yeah, the ego edging got out. I love that. Why did, why were we given the ego? Do you have an answer for that? Oh, absolutely. I'd really like to know. Because otherwise none of, none of this could be. It would be boring. I guess yeah. we would just be free floating things. The, <laughs> the ego is what also creates the space for us to have an individual experience of individuality amongst the sea yeah. of oneness. So I think of it like this, like imagine like you have the ocean, right? Uh, you are the drop out of the ocean, the, the water bloom, the skin that goes around that drop that makes you separate from the ocean, even though you're the ocean, that's the ego. It keeps you, and its job quite literally is to edge God out. But not to the extent that we have it's the idea that it's its role is to have make it so you can have that individualization experience even though you're an infinite being and then by getting too caught up in that illusion is where we're kind of growing out of and evolving from so how far can you go in what you know without losing yourself back to the oneness and that's what's being in the world but not of it is all about yeah, the oneness the collective consciousness you know that makes sense yeah but you know a lot of people don't even know that so gosh we've got some work to do to get um folks to come around on on that because a lot of people are we're all uh on different paths in the journey i'm so glad that i i've always kind of been on this path i you know i did science projects on esp when i was in eighth grade so i've i've already been on the mental and kind of regressed a little bit into the medical and now i'm back into i i'm circling them all around and combining them now which is kind of cool it just only took me 40 years but you know um but it's some people are not even at that level of awareness and i guess you know how can we help people to get to planting a little bit of a seed and using the brain a little bit to, to go, hmm, you know, this might be a logistic point. Well, there's two things with that. One would be not to fight them on it because the space of contention uh, creates like this, like the, it's physics for every force there's an equal and opposite reaction so the wife that nags the husband to change uh continues to nag the husband to change because he puts up an equal amount of resistance but to truly be in a space of allowance and it doesn't mean you have to endorse the behavior but to let people be where they be and not have the energy of trying to make someone change gives them the space to try something new and so like this yeah. energy of allowance and everything is like that's what we can be for people is a space of allowance we'll take you how you come however that is and whatever amount of healing you're willing and able to receive whatever i can do to facilitate you cool i will do my best that's a very good point that's beautifully stated so we yeah we just allow it but plant the seeds this is starting to come up people are starting to come to more of awareness a little bit and i'm i'm happy to see that and you know i I post, I, we were chatting before we got on, I posted a little article on my um, Facebook page. They have come up with a microchip, guys, that has been FDA approved for health conditions. So I think their theory behind it is, we'll just put all the information in a microchip, put that into people, and so then they can scan you so you don't have to worry about writing down what medications you have, what conditions you have. You'll just go to the hospital and they'll Scania and this person has all these things and so we know what to do. Hey. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I, I will. I would opt out personally. I don't like that idea, but uh, no, I don't either. I'm sure, we'll cut down on Medicare fraud or something like that. But uh, I don't know if I would still go for it. <laughs> but it's, well, hopefully, it's we're many reality. many years away from that actually hitting um, my reality. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping not to. I think there's going to be a lot of opposition to that. I've already, you know, taken a poll on these things and people are like, no way, no how. So that's that's good to know that, that, that some people are, you know, realizing that there is a battle going on. And 
Um, well, and also it feels to me as though like something like that gives people even a greater reason or excuse to not be more conscious. It's all there. I don't, I, I can take even less accountability and responsibility for my own health because now I don't even need to save any of that. It's all on my little chip. I don't have, and so like, it just seems like one more thing to, uh, to give people a reason not to be conscious. Yeah. And, and now is the time really to bring consciousness back to your health and to take responsibility for your health. And that's been a lot of the comments that I got to, to that uh, little article is, you know, it's a time to, you know, really help heal people on their own because you can, you're just, that's the basic premise here. You are designed to do that. If you heal a cut, you can heal anything else and then bring in the power of your mind and positivity. It, it like showers you with the whole uh, biochemical response. Like we were originally talking, thank you for bringing up uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton's book because the, the power, uh, what is the biology of belief is a great book. I encourage everybody to read it. I was looking for my edition this morning and I shoved it somewhere and I can't find it. So, uh, but it really talks about how when you think something, your cells literally start responding. So who's in control of your whole body? Your mind is, right? Uh, and then, then I ask, well, who's in control of your mind? So people, I'm like, well, how does your heart beat? Well, the brain and the nerves tell it to do so. Okay, great. Well, who tells your brain to do this? Hmm. So there is always a higher power. I always ask that question. There's something beyond us that is making our fingernails grow, that is making our hair grow, that is making everything in this universe grow. You cut down your grass and it just grows. Who tells it to grow? It just keeps going. Plants just keep going. So there is an innate, much larger piece to all of this. But the, the body is so responsive to what the mind says. So when you walk around saying, this pain is killing me, my neck pain's killing me, yeah. over time, be careful because the cells are responding. The cells have their own innate, you know, response to what you're saying. They're hearing it and they're like, okay, we're going to comply with what you're saying. So this is actual biochemical processes yeah. that happen. And once the body gets to the point where it's like you have a lot of pain, it's been probably be, has been communicating with you far before that. And we just weren't listening. And oh, one yeah. question that I love we asking people, uh, especially empaths, uh, and I know you probably deal with a ton of empaths, uh, they have such an awareness of all kinds of different things, right? And sometimes they don't wanna know that they know the things that they know. And one of the questions I tell people to ask is, what am I the being aware of that I'm not willing to acknowledge that the body is acknowledging for me? And that will sometimes help percolate, like what am I aware of that if I were only to look at then my body wouldn't have to have that back pain or my body wouldn't have to have this because now I'm acknowledging it and the body's like, cool, now I don't have to. Interesting question, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> these, are, these are such important pieces and of the, I say it's like a tree. We look at the different branches. These are really important topics and thanks for bringing all those up. Hank and yeah, shopping because you, you've got a doctor. Look what we can create a lot of possibility. And if you guys do it's have questions, stuff. yeah, this is all it is the same stuff. It's just that science and metaphysics are finally finding these bridge points, and you can actually point to it. Like, a, well, that's a whole nother topic of conversation the science behind the sound and stuff like that. But if you guys do have comments, I know that. Um, we had a couple of people just saying hi, but if you actually have a, a specific question, there's no uh, rules that we have to stay on topic. You can ask your questions. We usually go anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour if we do have interaction and things like that. So take this opportunity, uh, pick Dr. K's brain. You got a shaman and a doctor yes, that please. we can speak to all kinds of different things. Uh, there's really a whole realm of possibility. So if you have any questions, please let us know. And I do have some cool new um, streaming tech that by the next time I will hopefully implement and we will be able to stream to a couple other places while we're, so in addition to your Facebook page, can do my Twitter account and possibly I found a way to do it to Instagram. So we might be able to reach a lot more of the people on the on the HHH list and stuff like that. So very excited that we'll be able to expand out a little bit. Yeah. And that's exciting. I love this. This is really cool. So yeah, if anybody has any questions about anything, I'm happy to answer them. If I have the answer, great. If I don't, then I will look it up and get it to you for sure. But this is this is just um, it's a really fascinating topic that I think one thing we could a talk lot about of people just briefly. aren't you know tapping into. 
one thing that's coming up uh, with the, uh, at least in Ohio, I don't know where people are always watching because this is going out to a lot of different places, but in Ohio or in other places of the states, or even other countries, as countries are starting to reopen uh, and start to function again after the COVID-19 uh, scare and all that, uh, is there anything that you would recommend to people like starting to go back out into public places? Is there anything, I know they have the social distancing and a lot of places are encouraging masks. Is there anything else that people might be able to do to create a little bit more ease transitioning to the new normal. Yeah, that's it. I mean, wearing a mask, still doing the protective gear. I think I think the biggest takeaway for me personally is just I'm not afraid of it. Um, now is number one number. This is the time to get your body healthy, building up your immune system. Um, Maybe we'll talk about food at some point because there's a lot of foods that are aggravated by virus or viruses tend to like. Sugar is one of them, but there's a handful of others. So really just building up your shield so that it it doesn't lodge itself into you. But the fact is, and, and the, the prediction is, this is gonna take about a year to two years uh, by the time everybody's kind of exposed and this is no longer a huge topic of conversation. So I, ha I did do a little post on exposure and I, some people were happy about it. I had one comment of somebody that was kind of ill and said, so you're telling people to go out and get exposed. This is not right. I'm like, that is not what I'm saying. No, we're not saying have saying a chicken pot party like back in the day. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. We're there to protect those that whose systems are not up to par, but those folks need to get their systems up to par. So Boosting the immune system and do your protective gear are the two things that I think I would enforce the most. And what can you do to get your immune system up? You can take elderberry, you can take um, colloidal silver, there's uh, CDP choline, which prevents viral replication, um, colloidal gold. Um, let's see, what else? Actually, with elderberry. Uh, I have the Virex, which is. Oh, sorry. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to bring up elderberry. elderberry. Well, elderberry, the, the reason I bring this up on one of my other streams for Stir Crazy Shamans, we had um, a herbalist like lady, and she didn't see any research uh, for or against this, but some people specific with elderberry, they were saying that if you had too much of it, it could put the body on overdrive for immunity. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like yes, how the, how yes, the body responds? There, there is no supportive evidence. Okay, cool. I just it will produce an increased cytokine storm. But that's, I think if you're healthy, that won't be an issue. It's if you're ill and you already have a cytokine storm going, and these are, these are factors, biochemical factors in your body that try to fight. But if you, if you overpopulate them, it puts the body uh, into a more inflamed state. So that's really, I think, for people who have a lot of health conditions, maybe taking an excess of elderberry is not a good idea. But for the average person that I think is healthy, doesn't have any, you know, realistic conditions, no diagnoses, um, or one diagnosis, I think taking the minimal amount of elderberry is a, is a good idea. Vitamin and C, if, huge, and if you're huge, not vitamin sure, C, vitamin like, zinc. Huge. And if, if someone's not sure if it's uh, what camp they're in, there's always like a session with you with the machine could give them a baseline of all kinds of different things yeah. and knowing what would be a greatest benefit. But anyway, you were talking about colloidal silver, elderberry, and what were the other things? Uh, vitamin C, vitamin zinc. Okay. I mean, zinc, vitamin C uh, and zinc, really, really important. They've done a lot of studies on the C that they have to now, you know, pull, they finally pulled them up. They reluctantly pulled them up that there were many, many cases where patients got vitamin C IV and beat the condition. So, you know, 2000, you know, milligrams a day, I think would be good. If you take too much vitamin C, you can get constipation and some bowel issues. But just about 2,000 a day for right now, I think really just honing in on your own system and not eating a whole lot of sugar, eating healthy, boosting your own immune system, and you're going to have your own shield. So that's, I think, the most important thing, to, to get your body to be prepared to deal with it so it just moves on through and you either get very mild symptoms or no symptoms. Because that's essentially the vaccine is going to do the same thing. They're going to inject you with the virus and force your body to build the antibodies so that it can fight it when it comes along. And, and yeah, just that, that, I think that's my biggest takeaway. That's my, my go-to, go-to sentence. 
right. and protective gear. No, oh, absolutely. And just to uh, kind of piggyback a little bit on the exposure topic that from the very beginning with the press releases, I remember them really hammering home, this is to slow the spread, this is to slow the curve, but it's not, to, it's never going to be stopped. It's just, it's out there. It's no, just a, it's the not. whole idea of all this. It just seems like uh, there's so much fear around it because of how big of a deal it's been made, but they're, they're killing the curve of the people that are eventually going to get exposed to the system, minimizing that exposure so that the healthcare system isn't overwhelmed. So so like if you Correct. do get exposed, it's not the end of the world. Statistically, the numbers are that most people recover and, and are fine. Uh, but it just like th those other numbers look so scary in the news and that's all you hear. And it creates a lot more fear, false evidence appearing real, right? That, uh, yes. that um, much bigger deal than it needs to be. So, but Absolutely. be aware, be aware. The true agreement. protection is in full awareness. And I was actually, I was about to go into a store the other day and my intuition's like, don't go in there. I'm like, okay, so I don't know why, maybe the virus is whatever I was going to pick, uh, who knows, but like follow your own knowing too, like not paranoia, but like really following your knowing, like what do you know? Um, and, and maybe sometimes like, why did you go to work differently that one day? Were you listening to something that was like telling you to, to do something different because you avoided the accident? That's what I'm saying. Like when you follow your own awareness, like what if you could be so aware that you simply don't go to a place where you would get exposed? Yeah. Use your intuition too. You have to be quiet to use your intuition. So quietude. Uh, Can't but... wait for my kids to develop that. Speaking of, he's doing another drive-by. Hi, Max. <laughs> but kids are so much more grounded than we are. But really, there's, a, I think, a misconception that we are going to, the purpose of all this is to kill the virus. So spray everything, like take off your clothes and wash them right away and wash your hair compulsively you know, you're, you're not going to, we're not going to 100% kill it. It's, it's impossible. It's going to be absolutely impossible. Wash your hands so that the load isn't higher. Do the due diligence with masks and washing your hands so that, so that the load of it isn't higher and then boost your immune system so that if you do come in contact with it, it's like, okay, body's ready. Armor is ready and it's going to deal with it. And you might get a very mild little cough or nothing at all. And then, you know, cause you've already built up the antibodies. So that's, I think that's really my structure and theory on it versus compulsively trying to kill this thing off because it's exactly as you said, Hank, it's to, to flatten the curve a little bit, get things to move a little slower so that hospitals aren't overwhelmed. But I can tell you there's a lot of hospitals, like I had somebody post on Facebook that they went to Mercy Hospital, I think it was in Illyria, and he said they have a tent set up and not for COVID, now one person on it, and there is hardly anybody in the hospital. So, well, Ohio is also one of the first places to really shut down, too. So, that might be uh, hopefully we will never need that tent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that we will, but it's to, it's so the hospital system doesn't get overloaded because when people get in there, things spread. There's no, there's not the ventilation. There's, you know, a lot of, you're in contact with a lot of people. A lot of other bacteria is in there. You've got a lot of sick people in the hospital. So the whole thing is like a hodgepodge and just gets recirculated. So that's really the goal is to just, you know, decrease things. So, so this, so the hospital systems aren't overwhelmed aside from New York, they're, they're quite hefty there. So there's certain States that are a little worse, but I think things are going to start calming down here in, in June to July. That's my intuitive gut yeah, I'm just hoping that there isn't another big wave in October because I got that expo coming up, though I have um, working on a few things. Well, yeah, because like, even if there's like no group gatherings over X amount of people, I'm done. Uh, you know, it's really hard to have a, a holistic expo and not be able to have more than 100 people come through the door. I had that that's, many just vendors, you know. That's to be seen. We, yeah. I mean, I know they've shut down Disney, they've shut down Cedar Point and all these larger parks and entertainment centers until 2021. Oh, so, really? I didn't really yeah. realize that. And, uh, I heard, well, unless they change that. Yeah, I will, I will keep a pulse on that. But I actually already have something in creation with that. So I'm hoping to make an, uh, some announcements around the expo kind of soon, uh, within the next couple of weeks, uh, saying how we're going to be handling that. Because the show will go on. It might just be in a format that is a little bit unique. That's exciting. I can't so wait to hear teaser. that. Little teaser. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're creating it so we can be flexible and we could do it this way. We could do it that way. And no matter what, the show will happen and it will be uh, maybe the first show of its kind. So we shall it see. It will be amazing. We it are reaching be. a new state of life right now. We are learning that maybe we don't have to go to work. Maybe we don't have to pollute the world so much. Oh, oh yeah. That, need... There was a whole thing with the ozone. Uh, there was a hole in the ozone that fixed itself because yeah. of all the, it's, it's like, wow, cool. just like our bodies is, is shamanism 
and we say that the body and the earth is like a mirror, right? It's like um, it, it, like we're a mirror image of energetically of that. And so as mm-hmm. the body has the propensity to heal, like just giving this pause for the earth, look how much healing the earth has done in this a short period of time. It's so amazing. So like, what would it take for us to be able to be a contribution to the earth all the time? Mother Earth is healing. And so there's always a positive out of this. You know, people are very heady and, and in it and worried about this, but expand your mind and look at all the positive things that are happening. There's so much positive that has been happening. People's adrenals are calming down. You know, we are in such overload. The body's almost healing itself a little bit just by handling the adrenals. People's systems are going to be calmer. Those that don't have to go to work, obviously, that are not essential. And I know it's challenging. I know this is a challenging topic, but Yes, there's so much that's going on healing-wise, and we are now doing virtual sessions, and if we do a holistic fair virtually, that's going to be really cool. But I was on a marketing, a network marketing uh, group yesterday, and it was actually kind of nice. We There was 25 people. Everybody got their turn, and everybody focused on that person versus when we do it in, in person and we go to, you know, uh, a restaurant. Or, you, you have to circle yourself around the room and hope that, it, you know, so-and-so is talking to so-and-so, they barely say hi to you. This was nice. Everybody got their attention and everybody was heard. And I'm like, this is actually kind of nice. So it looks like you found the bless in the mess. That's what one of my teachers would always say. She's like, like, I'm the bless in the mess. And uh, it's a reference to that golden tapestry, right? Like you might just see the mess behind the tapestry, but you look on the other side, it's this beautiful picture. So what beautiful picture and possibility and magic is in your world? Finding the bless in the mess is a great way to start shifting that mind into positivity. Yes. And it changes everything. So I think as we're wrapping things up, if there's topics that somebody wants wants feedback on what would be helpful what do you want to know about i'm happy to you know do a discussion on whatever that is if this is you know not interesting and you want to know more about a specific thing you want to dive more into COVID or something else please let me know i'm happy to you know entertain any any topics that people have concerns about want to know more about do you want to know more about foods do you, i mean there's it's endless really so yep. and check out her website. To know about. Right way. Yep, right there above there. There's the website. <laughs> it's always flipped, so I want to do this, but it's on the side. But um, check out her website and check out her Facebook. Um, there are other videos besides the ones that her and I do together. She does videos all the time about yeah, a variety I'm of topics. Tips. So there's uh, and we did have a whole uh, thing on COVID-19. That was one of our topics last week. We talked about 5G and microwaves and all that kind of fun stuff. So um, there's a lot of good uh, resources for you if you want to go back and check out what's available either on the HHH YouTube channel where they're archived or on her Facebook page. Uh, you can find a lot more information there too. Great. Cool. So uh, if there's no questions, I guess we'll, we'll call Quiet it a wrap for today. today. Yeah, well, thank you everybody for your contribution and we will see you next week. Take Bye-bye. care.